episode 315 of Global from Asia China 2020. Globalfromasia.com slash China 2020. We're talking about the, you know, Chinese sellers. Everybody likes to hear about it. Some insights with Can Chan, an influencer here, and uh, some really amazing kind of differences and evolutions of the, you know, Chinese Amazon seller, Chinese e-commerce seller, and, and uh, maybe we are starting to learn from the Chinese sellers. We'll actually t- share some of the insights at the end of the show, too. Let's tune in. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for choosing to download and listen to this show. Downloads have been up. I guess maybe you have all been just stuck at home, or maybe you're actually liking my blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Try to keep it real. I, I uh, been talking to some of you and thanks to those that have supported by joining the GFA VIP membership. That's that's been amazing. Thank you for those that have applied and uh, we've connected with you and uh, and and uh, you know we're trying to just have the the right people for the right reasons joining and thank you thank you so much for that. Uh, it does does mean a lot. We are just rocking and rolling here in the middle. We're we're over the hump over the hump of 2020. What a, what a year you know. I, I I'm here in Northeast China Dongbei, China, and today's show we have. Can Chan, a China local Guangzhou in the south of China uh, person, Guangdong Ren, and he is giving us some pretty good insights, you know, about how he got into e-commerce, started selling on before Amazon and got into Amazon and was an interpreter for Canton Fair. And he's talking about some differences and what we can learn. I think most of us are foreigners or non-Chinese listening. Of course, this is an English show. I know we do have Chinese listening that want to practice your English or, or listen to me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think we, we get some good insights. And we also have an encore session. We're calling it like an online mastermind. It's multiple hours. He's done it before, um, giving really good insights about, you know, KPIs and operations manuals and, and systems to, to manage, uh, like, your your operations like a Chinese seller. So we'll, we'll have so much to talk about today. Uh, you can check out the show notes and the links to, you know, if you want to upgrade to a paid online session, that'll be even more info than this one. You can check it out at globalfromasia.com slash China 2020. If you're a GFA VIP, you'll get special treatment as always with everything we do. And without further ado, let's get into the interview. Ken Chen. Do you enjoy this podcast? Do you want to connect with different people that are on the show, that are in the community? And of course, me at gfavip.com. It's our private members-only community of courses, a forum. We have various groups on different community platforms. And of course, regular private members calls. We try to mix it up with just even did some meditation, mindfulness recently. And we talk, of course, about various businesses and case studies and mastermind hot seats so if you want to get any inside and connect with us i'd love to see you there it's application only and it is a yearly fee gfavip.com okay thank you everybody for choosing to download and listen to a global from asia podcast we are in for a treat today can chan we we met at the canton fair last year the last, so far, the last real in-person uh, Anton Fair. <laughs> so I'm really happy uh, we got to meet there. Uh, thanks for coming on today. 
Uh, thank you for the invitation. Uh, yeah. I think you are now in, <laughs> in the uh, northeast part of China, and I'm at the south part of China, like 3,000 kilometers away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm up in Dongbei with my wife's <laughs> yeah, yeah. we, were, we were joking before uh, the show recorded. Uh, I never thought I would be in my wife's hometown more than like one week, you know, for Chinese New Year or, or some family event. But now I'm, uh, at least this year is here for now. So, um, and you're down in Guangzhou, right? It's so hot. It's, it's, it's middle of the summer. So you're really, you're really hot. To, it's, uh, I hope you have air. Yeah, like 35 centi degrees centigrade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The south of China is always, always like that. Is that your hometown? town or is that where you're from yeah yeah i i was born in in guangzhou which uh, you also call it canton so yeah, yeah. i'm in the face of canton fair yeah exactly and uh so let's yeah let's we're gonna we you know it's 2020 it's the middle of 2020 so we're talking about what's what's been happening in the last decade we're you know halfway through the first year of the next decade 2020 so uh we're, we're learning a lot, you know, and it's, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Um, do you want to just give us a brief introduction about yourself and, and what you do? Yeah, I, hi everyone. Um, my name is Ken Chen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm kind of an um, uh, uh, influencer on the cross-border e-commerce. I have a seller community with about 100,000 members and I'm also a consultant for some top sellers in China, which are like a nine uh, figure stories. Uh, I write articles, actually I write articles every day to share my experience of tactics uh, uh, to sellers here. Yeah, mainly, most of, of my uh, audience are from like China, United States, some of them are from the Europe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great, man, it's really great. Um, so how did, how did you get into this whole uh, cross-border e-commerce and the trade space? Yeah, as I mentioned before, I, I was born in Guangzhou. <laughs> yeah, so I, when I was uh, in college, I'm also, I'm actually a translator uh, for the Canon Fair. Yeah. I, 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 help, I help go buyers to um, source from the uh, fair and all five products from the factory. So this is what, how I get into the global trading industry. And then in like 2012, and I, I, my partner and I started the business in e-commerce. We sell things through Taobao. Yeah, <laughs> even, yeah the biggest yeah. Uh, portal, e-commerce portal in China. And we also sell things through eBay. Uh, then in like 2015, we started our FBA business. Yeah. <laughs> so this is how I started my, my cross-border e-commerce. Yeah. It's great, man. It's really great. Yeah, I mean, Taobao is... Is kind of like the eBay, more eBay than than Amazon, right? And then I guess JD or Tmall is is usually more like Amazon, right? More B two C, where Taobao is more C to C, right? Like eBay is like individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taobao started from C to C, but now many uh, B also start are uh, open their uh, larger stores on Taobao. So Taobao is a mix, B two C, C to C. Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah, I mean, I I started selling eBay too long a long time ago, and uh, yeah, basically, uh, it's bees can sell on it, but it's yeah, they think they both have similar history, Taobao and eBay, but um, it's awesome. I know, like, yeah, especially living in Guangzhou, you're it's like the center, of course, Canton Fair, but also these factories and markets, 
right? There's so many markets there for, uh, for trading and uh, wholesale markets and other things, which uh, gives you a lot of different um, products. So may maybe share about this, the early stages of the story. You know, you're, you, you, you had a partner in you, you uh, were, you know, like you said, just now early in the, this whole seller world and uh, in the in community. Do you want to give us some more insights? Yeah, um, we are for the Amazon selling. Actually, we are the early birds <laughs> in in China because the the Amazon global selling uh, started in China. In, I think it's from like 2013 to 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the global selling in China is not as early as in the United States. Yeah. So we are kind of early birds. We, we, we work with some uh, very early Amazon sellers and, and we, we, will, we did well at that time. Yeah, because you, you, you see, we in Guangzhou, it's the heart of the uh, Pro River uh, Delta. Yeah, we can find product easily from apparel or electronics. We just list these things on, on Amazon or eBay. We can get sales uh, there. So we, we can have a very good summary of these selling skills. We, we share something to our, our friends and also of uh, things like uh, 2016 17 I, I started to write some articles partly yeah. for making friends <laughs> yeah partly for i also want to get some experience from other people other sellers yeah so sure. i started to write um uh, these articles on uh, the uh, we call uh wechat official accounts yeah i think kind like a blogger on 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 yeah. Facebook, you, you also uh, write articles on the, on the visual, visual account, so you can explain it, it's better. It's like kind of something about like the Facebook. Yeah. So I, I graduate write articles there and I get my, my audience, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, WeChat, uh, as in China, the blogs have not, they used to be popular a long time ago, but I think now everything is on WeChat. So yeah, you, you can, official accounts like a Facebook page, kind of, kind of. And yeah, you can write long form article, you can have video or audio. Yeah, this show will be on, we, we put this podcast also on the official account. So, uh, off WeChat. So people can, uh, maybe some people watching it right now on the WeChat official account. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> in the West, we're more blog websites. Of course, we have Facebook and Facebook Live and uh, there's all these YouTube and everything but yeah i think we're similar you and i i think we like to share our knowledge share uh with people and in, in community building so it's really it's really cool to have you join us on this show and um and so it goes to my next point you know i, I even asked you if it's okay to put it in the title or not you know i don't know if i really like chinese seller foreign seller but it's true right there they're they're different. I mean, not just because they're Chinese or foreigners, but I think the I think that the strategies are different, right? I mean, would you say? Yeah. Um, Chinese seller and foreign sellers, I I I, call, I would call them global sellers, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, like, I like that. Okay, I'll use yeah. global seller. Yeah, they they are different. Um, I that. Maybe I, I think there are two main, main different points. Uh, in China, we get products more easily. Yeah, and, we, and so we can try to test different products in, in a uh, very broad level. Uh, unlike like global sellers, you usually will pick products very carefully and just choose some of them. Yeah, a few of them to try to launch, maybe uh, three or five to, to launch to, to test the market to see how it works. 
But in China, maybe we are, we are going, we are, you can uh, text maybe tens or, or even hundreds of, of products at the same time. Yes. Yeah, because we, we are very close to products. Yeah, <laughs> we, are, we are in the <laughs> source of products. We can visit factories very easy. So this is the main advantage, I think, at the beginning of the industry. Yeah, we, we are very close to products. Chinese uh, sellers are more closer to product, but they're far from the customers, the real customers. So here, at the beginning of the selling, Chinese sellers are mainly selling the products, but global sellers are always trying to sell it as a brand. You, you see, brand has more value and has a better price than the products. So um, now Chinese sellers are trying to develop themselves <laughs> to try to, to get the value from the brand. <laughs> yeah, they're still trying, but then as they're not, uh, they're still uh, learning the culture, the experience, and, and what the true need uh, from the, the customers. <laughs> still yeah. learning, but they're, they're trying to a little bit, a bit closer to a brand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and the second part is like uh, here, uh, because China has its own uh, e-commerce uh, industry, like Taobao, like JD, uh, yeah, you, you know that. <laughs> so people here, they develop the I IT technology, information technology very fast. They're trying to use uh, the te uh, technology to get more advantage to, to drive their sales. I I'm not sure if you agree, but here, uh, because there are more uh, yeah. information technology uh, stuff, they're trying to use this kind of technology to help them on the business. Uh, either it could be a white hat or, or maybe it's a gray hat or even black hat. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see yeah, more about this uh, uh, color hat discussion here in China. Yeah, Chinese like, I mean, there's, I used to do blue hat. I called it blue hat back you know, with websites. <laughs> you know, you have a lot of different websites, but uh, I like what you say, it's a good point. I would, I think what you mean, or maybe uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think like Chinese sellers are much more data driven, data driven. Whereas I think global sellers, because they're more talking to the customer or feeling the brand, they're, of course, I think everybody uses data, but they're not as data driven as Chinese seller, I think is what you mean, right? Like Chinese look at data. Like, yeah, I, I would agree a lot of, Chinese sellers, they, they look at the, vo the volume, the competitor, they look at the number, they're pure number, you know, they're pure number. They don't, they don't care about the product so much, you know, I mean, as, as like, a, as I learned that myself when I was in China, like, I would be more caring about the product and a feeling like emotion with the product. I think it's, I kind of like to say a seller should know the product, but I think, there's a good, I think that's why Chinese sellers are maybe better because they're not emotionally connected to the product. You know, they just sell what sells good by the data, right? Because I think that's, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think that's what you mean. Yeah, this is, um, <laughs> yeah, data, data is a very important part. Yeah, I, I, I think it's good. Because, uh, for example, just take an example, uh, some, like the package of a product. I think uh, global sellers uh, have more ideas on the design, so make it good, make it looking more attractive, make it uh, like more functional, more user-friendly to, to uh, uh, clients, uh, uh, shoppers, because they know how shoppers use the products, right? But in China, maybe we cannot do the as good design as this, but we will track all data for such kind of a niche, and then we will find 
the good one or find the combination of which function can work well together, then we will yeah. develop a new niche to, to do this uh, uh, a product with a combination of su such functions and launch it to test the market. And then when it goes good, we will ask the factory to tell me such a product to, to, deliver, to uh, continue selling. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I would agree with that for sure. So my question, my question is, did, would you say you've learned, you learn, I guess you have a unique ability because you're uh, Chinese, you of course speak Chinese, your English is obviously good, you're doing great on this show and you, you work with the interpreting with Canton Fair. So you, um, you kind of know both sides. Would you say you've learned from Chinese or global sellers or both? I guess you've learned from both, but do you want to share maybe what you, your experiences are from from both sides, love learning and uh, experience? Yeah, I, I, I did learn from both sides. <laughs> yeah, um, as I mentioned, we are, are very early birds of Amazon sellers. So I have some friends who now actually they are going, have been going very big. So they top sellers in China, like eight figure, nine figure. I, I regularly I would talk with them to get some new information or some new tactics or strategies from them. This is very helpful for me. <laughs> Yeah, I, and for some specific problems, I also get consulting for my friends uh, from, from Europe and, and from the United States. Yeah, because you are in the market. <laughs> you are at the front gear of the market. Yeah, you, you, and you know about the lower, know about the tax, uh, know about uh, mm -hmm. the, the local customers. Yeah, so I, I will get a lot of insight from, from my friends uh, globally. Yeah, so both sides. <laughs> great, great. Yeah, it's a very uh, good advantage to understand both sides for sure. Um, so, so, you know, like we're in 2020 now and, you know, it's been a long time, you know, you said, you know, 2012, 2015, the world has changed, the e-commerce world has changed, you know, like what, what's, what was working then that's maybe not working now? I think there's quite a few things or, or what would you say? Yeah, and there is a business model uh, here in China we call the distribution model, or, or, or you can call it like pure distribution model. Yeah, you, you don't have to really find uh, uh, a product very carefully. You don't really have to do the listing polishing or send a product to the uh, FBA uh, warehouse or some local warehouse in the state or in EU. You just ask your employees, deploy them to uh, collect all the data, pictures, uh, wordings, uh, everything <laughs> from the suppliers or just from the 1688.com. I'm not sure you know this. Yeah, information there. And then put it on listing. You just list it uh, by, by information to list it on Amazon, by FBM, right? FBM, and then list it on, on eBay. And when you see any of these products get orders, you, you see, you just launched like hundreds of SKUs uh, in, in just uh, a month or, or even thousands. You, you list them. And when you see any SKUs are getting orders, you send from China directly to shoppers store to door. This is, this is worse uh, before, not just uh, from some smaller sellers or, and even some like A-figure sellers are doing these tactics. Yeah, because they, they are very close to the factory or very close to some some uh, warehouse, they, they do this very efficiently. Yeah, so it, it takes days to China, from China to uh, shop shoppers. But now, in 2020, <laughs> the logistics situation is really poor. <laughs> yeah, tell me about uh, it. UPS, oh yeah, very poor. So they can't use these tactics anymore. And, and I think 
now shoppers in in US or in in Europe they they can hardly find something in FBM and in very low price products. Now they they can hardly find such products mm-hmm. <laughs> because this pure distrib- distribution model are uh, not working this year. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I mean, even. Uh... AliExpress, I tried to buy something. I, I got a dropship order on one of my sites and uh, <laughs> they, they don't ship. They're, they're out of stock. You know, they don't want to ship the product. It's, it's really a pain in the butt right now. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, like, uh, I would almost call it like spraying, you know, you're spraying the market, right? You're just putting lots of product out there. It's, it's kind of a good idea. Like, uh, you know, I've done that too with times of drop shipping or just listing out products. And then when you get a customer, you, f- you get it from the market or you get it from uh, AliExpress or you get it from the factory or you have your sources. So you're, you're seeing what works and then you're investing in what works later. Like you don't always do it that way. Right. But if it works well, but yeah, that's definitely dangerous now. Like you said, like uh, shipping rates have just been going up, keep going higher and higher, you know, like at least longer wait times angry customer so yeah like i literally just refunded that customer uh, like right before this interview <laughs> so uh yeah like many returns, right many many returns they they a long delay and they don't want the products <laughs> yeah then they don't want it but it's already shipped you already paid for it yeah then there's a chargeback it's just horrible yeah it's horrible so it's not a it's always kind of risky anyway but now it's like suicide right it's really just too dangerous to do that now for sure um and yeah so yeah big sellers small sellers everybody used to do it but yeah you're seeing it too right a lot of people stopped doing that uh kind of um spray you know drop shipping or fbm model or you know shipping from china yeah it's just too difficult now um what would you say is is working or some good things that are happening nowadays I think there is uh, there are many new opportunities this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even even it's tough. Yeah, even it's a tough year, but the, the, it still generate many more new opportunities. Like uh, I, I mean, if you are in some product uh, in in some category that uh, for the uh, for the virus period, it is yeah. you get a lot of yes, yeah boosts. Yeah, you know, even now, even now, I I know some uh, very big sellers in in. In the United States, they are they are, they are American now, right? They sell they're still selling like masks, mm-hmm. and uh, because now Facebook are uh, uh, open for the uh, non medical mask uh, advertising oh. posting, so they can oh, they, they can did. post them advertising. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because uh, as I can see, there are now more than two million new cases uh, uh, in uh, United yeah. States, right? Yeah, it's really sad. <laughs> it's really crazy, man. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and. And every day there there could be like forty thousand more. So some, <laughs> yeah. So some medical uh, related or, or I mean some virus related items now are still in a strong demand. And some sellers, uh, the local sellers or some Chinese sellers are trying to sell these kind of things. Not not just masks, but but I I mean uh, you you can you can find something like um, related, related, yeah. It's in in a very strong demand, and and the second thing is the home supply items. One of my friends he is selling like uh, one billion Chinese yuan last year, and what? this year he is selling like he he told me that uh, every month 
like 80% to 100% growth since uh, uh, March. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Most, of, <laughs> most of their products are home supply and related things, uh, all kind of like uh, home furniture, the home working, uh, small items, some yeah. uh, small chain electronic products. People buy nice things a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they spend more time at home. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, I've read some article and I've been on some other webinars and they say it's like the, uh, I forgot the keyword, but it's basically people are having more house parties, you know, or people are in, stuck home. They can't go to restaurants. They can't travel. So they spend money on their uh, interior design, their uh, really comfortable living, you know, for for, which makes sense, right? I mean, um, and they can't buy at stores, so they have to buy online. Yeah, so it's just been great. Yeah, e-commerce has gone really insane the last uh, few months, so I'm really happy for our seller uh, communities. Uh, there, there are a lot of them doing really well. If they're, of course, it has to be the right category. I know that if you're in travel or you're in certain certain categories, you're uh, maybe not doing so well. But uh, I hope I hope people will tuning in today are doing better. Uh, with their categories. Yeah, I, I think the fraction categories is dying. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, you, you, you can't go to party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you don't have pants. Yeah. I'm not I'm not wearing pants right now, man. I just have to wear a shirt. That's a joke. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is okay. <laughs> there's this there's there's a thing that uh, they say that people are not they're buying just really cheap pants because they just needs a nice shirt, right? Nobody sees your pants so people uh, there's i read some articles that said you know that uh the pant pant sales are dropped but the shirt sales have gone up <laughs> so okay. I, I even noticed that even nike 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 get a bad loss during the first quarter of, of the year mm -hmm. yeah. yeah nike <laughs> yeah i'm sure because you don't need to you can't really play basketball or go running as much you know and their sports of course, they have other kind of product, but but yeah, let's uh, let's hope people tuning in are doing you know on the right side of that uh, the line. You know, there's the good side and the the not so good side. Um, you know, for I think a lot of people always ask about tools, right? Like, what tools are good? What and then you know, then there's a global sellers. I'm gonna use that word global now. Global <laughs> sellers and uh, Chinese sellers. Of course, Chinese mostly use Chinese. Do they use Chinese tools, I guess, or do they use English language tools? I mean, I'm, I guess they can read English so they can use English tools. I remember even some Chinese sellers say they like to use Western tools more because they feel safer. I don't know if you agree with that? Yeah. I think it depends on the, on the niche or, or on the certain niche of their all the functions, all <laughs> <laughs> the countries. <laughs> yeah, uh, for, for example, I, I think uh, Kipa Kipa is a really good tool for the price checking, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's uh, I think it's from Europe. Kipa is uh, mm -hmm. is a company from Europe. Yeah, we 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 rely on this tool for the price or or the uh, uh, and the review checking and the rank checking. For, for the competitors and for some certain ASINs. And we also use like um, Landing Cube. I'm not sure if you use this. It's yeah, for I the Landing the, Yeah, I know the founder. I know the guy. He's uh, oh, really? <laughs> David. Yeah, he's in, uh, he's in Southeast Asia, but he's European. He's, he's a really nice guy. He's like, he's uh, been yeah, on the show it, a long time ago, actually. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it focuses on one function, but it's really good for this function. So, so many people, my team, some of my friends are using the landing cube to build a landing page for, yeah. you, you see, to reviews of or some deals. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, and, I recommend it too. Um, a simple way to make landing pages for coupons, right? And it has easy way to do the countdown timers and the pixel collecting, email collecting, yeah, integration with all the different email tools. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great product. He works so hard. I'm really happy for him on, on that. And uh, I definitely recommend Brenda. Um, so, but you, yeah, I mean, is there a other, you know? Yeah, and, and I, but let's read, let's read from Oracle. I, I'm not sure you know this, this software. It's the biggest software. I yeah. heard of it, but I can't say I've used it, to be honest. So. Yeah, if you want to do some uh, global accounting, booking, yeah, because uh, now many Chinese uh, software, they do not contain the function like uh, some local text of, of, of all local booking. Uh, but the, the next view, they, it has such a function. So if you are going bigger, you want to deal with the different texts of different countries, I think left, left week of Oracle is a good, good option. Yeah. And for us for to do some uh, local accounting or supply chain management, we we'll use the Chinese software called Shengtu. Mm -hmm. uh, Shengtu, yeah, Shengtu, we, you, you can use it for booking for, or, and even to, to, to check the bonus of or to set the bonus rule for each employees. Because it can it can sort it the uh, some financial data from products from stores or or from other from other uh, criteria, so you can easily to to set to to set the target for different employees and and, and give out bonus in a reasonable way. It's great, yeah. I know. I learned from my Chinese seller friends uh, KPI, right? You have KPIs. <laughs> get your team on KPIs so you can motivate them and, and measure the performance of the team, which Chinese are, I don't know, I don't know many Westerners that are so good at KPI and the data and the reports. And uh, yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've learned that from Chinese for sure to KPI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're here. Uh, as a seller, actually, you, you always have um, a position. Uh, we will, sometimes we call them a store manager. Or sometimes we call them as a sales manager, or or in some company they call as like an operation manager. Uh, all of this uh, position they have a they have in common that they are responsible for the profit or the selling um, a revenue of the of a certain stores or of the company. So their bonus are, are very kinetic to how they how much they can earn for the company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And how can you make this as a, a very a concrete data and, and as a concise data, you rely on some software. Like right here, we may use some uh, Shengtu, or and there is a, a, another software called Asian King. I'm not sure if you know that. Asian King is, is a software dedicated to Amazon, uh, but it mainly used in China. Okay. I, yeah, I'm just taking notes for some of these, even for me, but I'll put it on a website um, for those that want to check it out. Okay. Um, so of course, you know, what, what uh, you mentioned some, some are Chinese, some are Western, I guess, what do you think is, uh, I, you know, I guess some sellers are afraid to use Chinese tools, you know, like they're afraid the data is, is it safe? You know, is, it, is there other sellers that are looking at the data or even Western tools, you know, like they think there's big sellers that, you know, might see the data. Is there any discussions about that? I haven't talked to, 
my friends about that lately, but I, I know that was always a concern. I think it's, it's still good because this just, uh, um, I think it's, you, you should find a, a service provider or, or the founder, they don't do the business as you say, they should be very concentrated on this service, on this certain function or, or on this software. And you, you can find or you, you don't trust a uh, founder or a company that they both they are doing the software and at the same time they're also doing the business like they're also selling things through Amazon mm. then they will use your data right but if they're concentrating on such a service or on such a, a, a software I think you can trust them because it, it is not very sensitive data got it okay. no, no personal data right <laughs> yeah yeah okay cool um, this has been great man thanks again uh, so let's talk about you know the trends i think we've kind of covered it but we're getting towards towards the end uh of today's show we're going to also have some encore session special mastermind we can talk about after but what what do you, you know what is the trend you're seeing i mean you're right in the middle of it you know i'm glad we're connected today and you know uh share some notes but what what are you seeing in your community and in your all your articles you know what's what's the future yeah, I can point out maybe like two of the very key uh, things of, of the trend. <laughs> yeah, one one is I, I think everyone would, would uh, see this as uh, videos now are playing a more and more uh, important roles in, in our e-commerce. J just take Amazon yeah, a, a, as an example. Now in a very common Amazon listing, you can see there is a, a video in the main image part and there is a video in the A plus uh, section. There is a video that could be a, in the that there is a session called related video. Yeah. And even in the reviews, you will encourage your shoppers to, to release a review with yeah. video. Yeah. Yeah. And so video now is very, very important. And now uh, in, in China and, and in globally, there is a, a fever uh, of the short format video, which is like a low, uh, less than one minute short format video. Uh, you know, TikTok. Yeah. TikTok. Yeah, TikTok is now the most downloaded apps in the first quarter of 2020. More than anything like WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, more than that. TikTok is the most downloaded uh, apps uh, globally. Yeah, because I, I think people now staying at home, they will, they will just uh, exploring all small format videos there. Yeah, this okay. is a uh, data from uh, 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 like, like App Annie. Yeah, and it shows this data. So. Mm. Not this trend happening in China and happening in in Europe, happening in United States and in in the uh, Southeast Asia. And another thing is about live streaming. Yeah, live streaming is really really hot in China and the Southeast Asia. Uh, uh, you're in China now. I'm not sure if you want to watch a, a, a live stream host called Li Jiaqi or, or another show, another live stream host called Wei Ya. Okay. You know every night in their live stream uh in their live stream section they will have like 10 million audience online at the same time watching yeah how they promote new products how wow. they, they're checking with other people and and this also happening in uh southeast asia live streaming in southeast asia is also very hot and, and now amazon is also putting more and more efforts and resources on its own live streaming uh, function called amazon live <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a very, very big trend. Uh, 
We are also live streaming loud, right? <laughs> yeah, this is dangerous to do live for us because the internet, man, we even had tissues. But yeah, I mean, honestly, we're doing video version. I mean, I still prefer audio, but we do video as much as we can now too for this. But I'm trying to stay, I'm trying to stay cool. I'm trying to stay cool. But yeah, video, yeah, live streaming. But live streaming is still not, or maybe you're, maybe I'm not following, but Amazon Live and the Live in the West still isn't uh, so popular. Like, I even was doing some PPE a couple months ago with LoadPipe startup platform I was making. Uh, we tried to do live. People weren't interested. They just wanted to read the product. You know, maybe they watched some of the video, but I feel like foreigners are not as into live live or maybe they're just behind the china's first now like people you know like tiktok was in china first uh maybe it'll come later but i still don't maybe i don't follow it but is live working in amazon now i mean i know they're trying to do it i was i don't but i don't know if people are really doing it are they i mean are people selling what amazon live yeah, yeah, more and more sellers are taking advantage of this function. Uh, like, like even the top, the top uh, seller in China, Anchor, Anchor the Radio, you yeah, know the Anchor, story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the number two store in, in the uh, United States, uh, Amazon. And, okay. and now it's taking advantage of this section and it's making live like once per week. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think uh, yeah, another big trend is about the, the closer collaboration with uh, Chinese and, and the global. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and because um, I, I mentioned before, now China is not just a wool factory. It, it also, uh, now there are more and more, uh, it's home to uh, e-commerce talents, I, I can tell that. Uh, <laughs> e-commerce talent. Because here in China, I think there are courses, uh, face-to-face courses, online courses, every week for e-commerce entrepreneurs and their employees. There are yeah. many training, many courses. So, uh, talents here, uh, e-commerce talent, cross-border e-commerce talent are more and more here. I, I think um, a lot more, at least a, a lot more than talents in in United States and or in Europe. Yeah. So global sellers can take advantage of the people here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they they may hire the operation team here, or they may have some like collaboration here to to help them to operate their stores. I think at a affordable price. Okay. Yeah, because. Yeah, this is a resource uh, because here, uh, I think it's kind of like um, word office, True. word office <laughs> on, on e-commerce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Labor cost is relatively lower here in China. You know, the higher in, in Guangzhou, Shenzhen, even in Shenzhen with the highest salary, but still it's not, not as high as those in, like, in London or in, in New York or in the Silicon Valley. Yeah, still lower. True. But they can generate the profit here because they are very familiar and they, they are well-trained. They got a lot of experience here. And I, I can see now more and more uh, sellers in, in, in the States, now they have their, their team in China, not just for supply chain, also for operations. Interesting. Interesting, man. I, I want to learn more about that too. I mean, I don't want to say it, but I mean, some... I know some global sellers are afraid of Chinese sellers. You know, I, I think you might understand that. I heard even some of my Chinese seller friends are afraid of other Chinese sellers. You know, you know, I don't want to offend, you know, you or Chinese people, but I think yeah. you can understand a lot of people are have bad experiences with uh, comp 
competitors that are Chinese sellers in Amazon, right? I mean, uh, I know yeah, that. I, I know. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, there are good sellers. There are also bad sellers. Yeah, because there are many sellers here. And, so and many sellers. Yeah, there's so many sellers that, of course, uh, with there so being so many, there's there's uh, obviously has to be some bad. Um, but yeah, I know. Like, uh, I I think it would be great. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Chinese sellers have learned so much. I mean, we do events, you know, in China's. Like you know, and uh, a lot of times the uh, Chinese sellers say they they know more now than the global sellers. <laughs> when I remember when I was here a long time ago, Chinese sellers were trying to learn from global sellers, but now it's like the other way around, right? Yeah, because there are more courses and more training, more workshops here. Yeah, yeah people people are eager to learn more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it goes to my my last point is uh, we're gonna do like a special encore of today's session for those that are uh, interested to what what Ken has talked about we're gonna do a special uh, like a online Zoom live Zoom and record it so you can uh, be there for the session it'll be uh, multiple hours I mean can you share about some of your 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 uh, knowledge or your your content that you have. Yes, and because I, as I mentioned, I, I work with a lot of top sellers. <laughs> yeah, so actually, we, and for and for this uh, specific time, we can talk about some uh, very good trends or, on on the ongoing uh, next half of the year or even in the next year. Some yep. some product trends, some tactics, and and some uh, good practice from the, the top sellers. And also, we can we can share some experience now. What is the latest things that that people are doing? Like. Not not just in in, in product or, or and also in some organized organization structure or some even we just talk about how people here are using the KPI and bonus. Yeah, the KPI would be a good one. I think I think that yeah. global sellers could learn a lot from that. Yeah, awesome. So, so help people globally to scale up their business. <laughs> yeah, so so we'll I'll be there with you and uh, we'll we'll share more links. Um, I'll have a specific landing page that people could read about uh, for the full date and time and uh, and a price. So it would be great to have some people today join us for that. And uh, yeah, it's like we're about halfway through the year, you know, fourth quarter. I guess that's true. Like, what do you think about fourth quarter? I guess it's been a great year. The last few months has been really amazing for most, I mean, most categories, not most, certain categories. But, you know, what do you think about fourth quarter? I guess it's going to be even better. Than ever? Yeah, I, I believe the Black Friday and even Cyber Monday Christmas will be the uh, record beating sales this year because people now they can hardly uh, buy things through the, the offline oh. store, the retail stores. Yeah. <laughs> They're accustomed to buy things online. Okay, awesome, man. So, yeah, um, thanks again for sharing. Is there other ways? I know you have your official account. Uh, is there ways people could find you? We could uh, put it up on the show notes. Um, I yeah, uh, maybe, uh, yeah, and you can just maybe you can find my Facebook profile like Ken Chen. Yeah, I show here K C A N space C H A N. This is my Facebook account. Or uh, yeah, my WeChat ID is uh, Ken Chen one hundred C A N C H A N one O O. Yeah, okay. you can add me on my uh, Facebook profile Ken Chen or my WeChat ID. Uh, C A N C H A N one hundred. Awesome, awesome. Okay, great. Thanks so much for sharing, buddy. I look forward to our uh, our mastermind session with some people. Okay.
Yeah, thank you. We have an amazing team here, you know, 315 shows, and actually more if you count all the other podcasts we've done. We actually do podcasts for other people in our communities, uh, other people like our show, like me, and they want to use our amazing team. You know, Alvin's our editor. Thanks, Alvin, for editing this. We got an amazing group of people from project managers, writers, audio, video editors, and everybody making this stuff happen for this show, of course, but of course for our blogs. Our, our e-commerce businesses, our growth. And uh, if you want to get in on that, we have contentinvestments.com with different packages. And of course, we usually customize it depending on the frequency and your solutions and your needs. So love to talk to you about it. Contentinvestments.com. Thank you, Ken, for sharing. You know, probably saw him at the Canton Fair. It was many, many years ago when he was maybe just getting started with this stuff and I, I'm glad I got to bump into him at the Canton Fair, the last in-person one in 2019 after just after Cross Border Summit. I remember I bumped into him and it was uh, it was some pretty cool conversations and thanks so much for sharing. You know, I, uh, if you all want to take part in that uh, encore session, we picked July 22nd. It's going to be, he wants to do five hours straight. He's hardcore, you know, it'll be interactive. But, you know, I do think there's a lot that we can learn from the Chinese sellers. Uh, there's the KPIs. I mean, I've, I've, I've had operations of, in China too. I've learned from my Chinese team about very systematically, you know, having spreadsheets and tracking, you know, numbers and assigning a different team member to a different ASIN or a different SKU and how they manage their inventory. I really think it's going to be an amazing one. It's not free. Sorry. You know, this was free. All these podcasts are free, but we do have to do some things to pay. So if you want to kind of get even more insights, we have an encore session, of course, Ken and uh, Global Formation will both be getting a percent of that. And if you're a GFA VIP member, you'll get a special special treatment. It won't, be f- it won't be totally free for you, but you'll get a much better deal. And we will record it, and it will be available to those in our GFA VIP members area. So it'll be on July 22nd. Honestly, we're still deciding the time because the time is always hard. I'm thinking it's more... Uh, evenings Asia, afternoons in Europe, and mornings in the U.S. Um, but what we're doing is we're not just going to let you pay for it. you got to apply. I don't want to just let anybody join this stuff. I'm doing more and more application-only things. So we want to know a little bit about you, why you want to join, what time would be best for you, and, uh, and confirm that you're okay with the payment if you do get accepted. Well, we have an NDA, too. So it's not going to be like a huge amount of people. We want this to be private and and, uh, and valuable for everybody. So if you're interested in that, globalfromasia.com slash China 2020. It'll be the show notes and also be a link to the application form for that. We've done amazing masterminds with previous guests and speakers at our events. And we're going to try to do more of this because we're going to give a lot of good free stuff here for you listeners but if you want to get even more, you got to pay. Sorry, you know, I think we do enough stuff for free. So feedback is always appreciated. The good, the bad, the ugly. Mike at globalformasia.com. I do have a team that helps me out with my emails because it's just getting on overwhelming. But I do try my best to keep up with them. And, you know, some little bit of my blah, blah, blah session. But like I said, you know, I, I 
I don't have a China office right now, but I have had up to like 10 to 12 people in full time in an office in Shenzhen. And we were doing like internet marketing and we were doing sourcing and e-commerce. And yeah, I learned. They learned from me uh, about back in the day. This is like 2008, 2009, 2010, a little bit of 2011. You know, I set up the whole Woofy. I set up the operations, hired them legally. You know, I was doing everything, even a little Taobao, but mostly it was export on eBay. Amazon wasn't that big then, you know. I know at that time, I did have the Amazon account, though. <laughs> but uh, it was mostly web, wholesale, you know, eBay. I think 20% of my revenue at the time was Amazon. So nowadays, obviously, that's much different for everybody. And I just remember, I think a lot of us Westerners are not as data-driven. I We talked about that in the interview, too. But... I do think that's why Chinese sellers do do better generally. You know, I don't like to generalize, but they're much more uh, disciplined about and not as emotional. I think I said it also, you know, and I, I'm a foreigner, I'm a Westerner, or whatever you want to call it, Lao Wai, Wai Goren. You know, I'm not, I can't represent all foreigners and can't really you know, generalize all Chinese, but it, it is, of course, a generalization, but. Mostly foreigners or non-Chinese are much more emotional, like in, I believe, in business, and uh, we get more attached to our product. You know, I think maybe that's one advantage, maybe of not being in the market so much. They just look at a product just like a, they don't really care too much. You know, that's why they have problems with building the brand, because to them, I hate to say them, but, just, you know, they're, again, I'm saying they're them. But what I'm trying to say is they... Chinese sellers that I know are just about the numbers. And that's what I think is what it takes to succeed. I, I, I'm like an artist, obviously. I, I love content creation. I love sharing with you on these podcasts, talking to myself in my room here in China, recording this blah, blah, blah session. But, you know, I think e-commerce is much more... I also learned at Alpha Rock, they're running numbers like all the time. It's Excel spreadsheets, it's financial projections, it's loans, it's calculating return. You know, maybe that's business in general. But uh, there are different businesses that need that more than other businesses, I would say. I think you should agree with that. And I think if you're doing good, you want to do really good in e-commerce, you got to be strong in logistics and your operations and your data-driven decision-making. And... That's why I believe what Chinese sellers are really good at. They love data. They love looking at the numbers. They love digging deep. And uh, I'm going to sound rude here, but I've, I've, I have courses. I do courses about e-commerce. And I, everybody says, what product should you sell? And I think you got to decide, are you the garbage man or are you the artist? I think I might have said this on the podcast too. But what I, what I mean here is, an artist, you know, they, they have an emotional connection. They, you know, as you know, maybe it's the Italian in me. The Italian, I'm only 25% Italian, but my name is Italian. But, you know, I think we're much, we put our hearts into it. We think about a product. We like it. You know, we, 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 we feel connected to it. We connect with our customer, which I think is important. But I do think that's good for brand building. But the garbage man, you know, what I mean, I thought of that myself. Uh, the garbage man means you are just the people. Uh, somebody owns a lot of these garbage collection um, businesses, right? That's what I mean. And 
I don't know, are they going to the cocktail party saying that they're a garbage, they own a garbage business? They don't, but I don't think they care. I think I watched a movie a long time ago about some millionaire that was selling coat hangers, you know? So they don't care what they sell. You know, this garbage man sells garbage collection businesses, right? He'll sell whatever it takes. He just looks at the Excel spreadsheets. He looks at the numbers and he makes his decisions to, to add this product, to drop this product. It's, there's no, there's no connection. And I learned that also, you know, not just Chinese. I've, I've met foreigners like Alpha Rock. They're, they're good at this data stuff too, you know? Um, and I'm a, happy shareholder there i mean i know that they're doing a good job for the uh investors and the shareholders so you know i think that's what it takes and that's not me okay i think you know me by now anyway listening i'm uh, i'm the artist but sometimes a good e-commerce team is you have the artist and the garbage man right like a tech startup you need like a programmer and a biz dev i think in e-commerce you need the artist and you need the garbage man you need that data-driven person the operations person and I do think a lot of people, especially Chinese sellers, maybe don't think they need the artist, but the person that knows the brand, that knows the customer, that knows the market, this person actually has like a, their ears and heart into it, listening and feeling the market and understanding what new trends are happening. But they're much more usually attached to their customer. They're much more attached to their product. And it's much more difficult for them to just drop this product and go to another one. At least that's my interpretation of the decision of which product to sell. So if you're interested in joining this uh, paid mastermind, it is application only. You can get it on the show notes. It'll be a little form. It's just asking some information about you and your business. Globalfromasia.com slash China 2020 2020. No dashes, no uppercases. And uh, it'll be cool to get a small little group of people and we'll re- Record it and it'll be private only for those that want to learn how does can and these Chinese sellers really manage KPIs, manage ASINs, how do they assign to the right people in their team to, to, to really make sure that the right products are growing and sales and reviews and things like that to really scale to, to you know, a massive, massive operation, which is what Chinese sellers, I think anybody here listening would know, is good at. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Peace. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.